Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. Born to watch. Tonight, we're heading into sports movie territory and into a somewhat true story about an American high school football team that defied the odds to reach the top of the tree. Remember, the Titans was released in the year 2000 by Disney and starring Denzel Washington was a hit from day one. A movie that explores many themes and gives an insight into a world that most of us were fortunate enough to sidestep, but we're not naive enough to know it didn't exist. Even though it's been hugely disney Remember the Titans is an inspirational story that is more than just a football movie. Now let's strap on the boots and shoulder pads and meet my fellow Titans. G-Man, welcome. Good evening, everyone. Yes, inspirational. That is definitely what you call this movie. Great rewatch. Enjoyed watching this. We're going to pick this one apart. I've even picked up a line, like Whitey, one of your Whitey lines where I found a line in the movie I hadn't heard before. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little Excellent. while. But yeah, what a fantastic sports movie this one is. Look, it's a true story, somewhat. It's a somewhat based, true story. Based on. It's based on. It could be a true story like Fargo's a true story. But if you take the true story away, it's a good fun movie. Yeah. Okay, joining us, more than just a special guest now, Damo, how are you, mate? Good, yeah. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of an experienced campaigner. And <laughs> I think I feel a bit like Richard Grieco when he went on 21 Drunk Jump Street. You know, as Officer Dennis Booker. He's just He just feels he fits in. He's just, just jumps straight in. But Grieco was on 18 episodes of 21 Jump Street. This is my 13th yeah. episode of Born to Watch. So when I get to 18, I'll be celebrating my Greco-versary. Yes, nice. nice. And I'd like you guys to do something special Are for, you, my, for my Greco-versary. Do you get a fresh soap in the shower now? Oh, like a new know. soap? Maybe some soap yeah, on a rope. Liquid soap. It's liquid yeah, soap. Maybe something like that. We'll, we'll put up one of the oh, dispensers. I hope it's liquid soap. It's my favourite. <laughs> no, I like the soap on the rope. So uh, after, after 18, have you already got a sort of a breakaway Show in the works. Officer Dennis Booker. Yeah, Yeah. I might start a born to listen. Is it just called Damo? As it was called Booker. Yes. (laughs) Damo. Cop stories. Yeah. Me and Greco. We're going places. Okay, look, it is the three of us at the moment. We are hoping that the man on the land is going to dial in at some stage throughout this. I know there'll be at least four people disappointed that he's not here to start. The three people in here are not. But we shall continue. What's he doing? Where is he? I heard he's out in his field. He's a farmer. He might be out sowing his oats. I think he's milking his bull. (laughs) He might be. (laughs) He's too cheap to go to a stud for his bull, so he's doing it himself. Kingpin style. Yeah, it is. is, And he's been known to have quite supple hands. He does. He does. He does. So I've been told. So I've been told. Anyway, movie came out in 2000, 23 years old. I'm going to set the overs and unders right down the middle for this one. We're going 12. We're going to start with Damo. Over or under? Yeah, I'm under. Yes. <laughs> okay. Damo. Really? Yeah, I'm on two. Two. Uh, that, that's 12. Oh, that's on that's the knock 12. Yeah, yeah. So, so spot on. That's it. Yeah. You are right on it's the mark. It's a Damo 12. That's a Damo 12. So two. Yep. G-Man? I'm over 12, okay. but I'd be, I think I'd be under 20. Okay. Somewhere in there. Not seen this a huge amount of times, but I have... And I haven't seen it for quite a long while, as we always have with these movies, but it's definitely something I watched quite quite a lot after it came out. Okay. I'm under. And really? I'm, I'm well under. I think this is the fifth time I've seen Remember the Titans. Ooh. 
and I have not seen it since the video shop. It was a big renter in the video shop. It was massive, especially with the kids. They really enjoyed this movie. I actually didn't even put this movie on in the when I was on working well, on the TV. It's not really TVs. a background type of well, movie. It's, it's not. It's not. And I don't know. I found it. I've always found it to be a little saccharine. Like, I have no idea what that is. That's, a little sweet. Oh, sugar like, wise, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, it's very Disneyfied. I'm five. I'm under, and I think this could be one of two or three well, that I've been under. It was Disneyfied. This movie, the yeah. original script was changed a lot. Yeah, for sure. But they, a lot of the profanity and stuff was taken out because Disney wanted to make it a whole, a more wholesome family film. They changed the profanity with singing. Yeah. So, and that's, could there be more stereotypes in this movie? Yeah. There's quite a few, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Let's get it's all. It almost felt like a parody in some instances. But anyway, let's listen to the trailer. You smiling. Why are you smiling? Football's fun. You think football is fun? Yes, no. No? Certainly. Uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? Uh, no, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Zero fun, sir. All right. Coach Boone's school board made the decision to put you on my staff. I did not hire you. Well, I came up here to coach you. I didn't have to be assigned to your staff, so I guess we're both in a situation we don't want to be in. But I can guarantee you this, Coach. I come to win. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Get up, boy! Get up! Get up! Get up! We're still weak on the left side. We're not weak on the left side. It's not the problem. What is the problem? I don't need you up on my face all the time. I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. I want you to tell me something about one of your teammates. I'm rooming with Blue, sir. He wears those leopard-spotted underwears, bikini style, sir. Okay, maybe somebody who's not your roommate. Each one of you will spend time every day with a different teammate. Does the term cruel and unusual punishment mean anything to you? If you lose a game, they'll fire you. One game, just like that. Brother, don't you know me and your mama? Went out on the town last night. What did you say? What happened to you? Man, I just gave your mama a piggyback ride, and she weighs twice as much as I do. What's going on? We wanted to let you know we was going to warm up a little different tonight. We are the Tigers, mighty, mighty Tigers. We're going to let these people know who's going to win state, right? Right. Right. Greek mythology, the titans were greater even than the gods. We're going to change the way we run. They ruled their universe with absolute power. We're going to change the way we block. Well, that football field out there tonight, that's our universe. We're going to change the way we win. We don't let anything, nothing, come between us. We are changed. Okay, another great trailer. Why didn't we ever dance like as in our warm up at the Rats? I thought about mm, that actually. We could have. We would have killed that. I thought about my back to our playing days a lot watching this movie, and it resembled nothing that I can recall. Oh no, absolutely. The only thing it resembled was the camp because I when I went to for my sabbatical to private school for a year, we went on rugby camp for a week. It did resemble a lot like that. It was two days. 
It was pretty full on for five days. No right. water. No. Th- what no. were they though? They were like ten or twelve days or two weeks. It was two, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. I got that in the it's crazy. I've got that in. I've got that in question time. I've also got it in good, the bad, the ugly. And this is a high school team too. Yeah. And they got, this is not vast. They went to Hogwarts for their camp. <laughs> they did go to Megan Hogwarts. goes. Megan was came in when this was on. And she goes, "Where have they gone?" I go, "Hogwarts." Yeah. Yep. I was waiting for the Hufflepuff banner to be rolled out. Yeah, it was a high school football. It's a little different in the states than it is very <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. yeah, yes. Did yeah, you know, did you notice when they ran their team out for that game when they were doing the warm up? There's about sixty of them. Yeah. in the rows. Yeah, all doing the dance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's there's, I think there's fifty three in a squad. Yeah, it's crazy. like for the NFL. Yeah, I can't imagine that high school football would have fifty three people. I know they look. They amalgamated three schools, but that's how big your squad is for that game. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, getting that many kids. Imagine trying to get game time. Yeah. You would have been okay, Gow, because your dad would have been the coach. (laughs) (laughs) Captain, goal kicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would have been special teams. He would have been a quarterback. He would have been defensive lineman. Been whatever I wanted to be. And you were, Gow. You did. (laughs) But you earned everything. You did. You earned everything. Especially best fielder under 12. Mate. They don't give that award out willy-nilly. They best fielder. They don't. If you, did you win best fielder award? Yeah, best award? fielding award. It was actually yeah. under that's, 13. That's prestigious. Is that up there with the Don Bradman medal? It's well, well, just one notch below. Yeah, it'd have to be up there. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, Colorado Plato Cricket Club don't give that one out easily, I tell no. you. No, they don't. If oh. They've never given it out again. <laughs> okay, Gow, why don't you tell us about Remember the Titans? All right. They came together when their classmates and family would not. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington gives a victorious performance in this stirring and uplifting film. Based on a real-life drama, Remember the Titans is a rousing celebration of how a town torn apart by resentment, friction, and mistrust comes together in triumphant harmony. After leading his team to 15 winning seasons, football coach Bill Yost is demoted and replaced by Herman Boone. Tough, opinionated, and as different from the beloved Yost as he could be. How these two men overcome their differences and turn a group of hostile young men into champions, plays out in a remarkable and triumphant story full of soul and spirit. You and your family will never forget the Titans. Wow. Rousing. Rousing. Oh, uplifting, stirring, victorious. Do, it's all in there. Do you think that Yost and Boone were that different? Oh, a different coaching techniques. Yeah. Different coaching techniques. They're both pretty driven and both pretty opinionated. They both wanted to win. Yeah, oh, that, I don't that think common part of it. Yeah, I don't think they delved as far into the Yost character. You know, he was quite religious and I think quite conservative. They didn't really delve in as much into that as they probably could have. Couldn't afford another layer. No, We're already it was like a, no, it was plenty it was of like layers. Like an onion. This plenty movie. of layers. Like an onion. Oh, hang oh, on. Here he is. Beanie's here. Well, the beanie's here, and Dan, we're just about to head into critical thinking. But welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, boys, big big day on the land up here. Just finished off and raced into my studio to join the Dream Team. Damo, good to have you back. Yep, thanks, mate. Good to be here. What did I miss? We're moving into critical thinking, Dan. It's good to have you along. Strap in. Here we go. So this movie rates 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 72% on the tomato meter and a 93% audience score. So very well received all round. Now we've got, a, yeah, you've got something no, to say. No, so this movie in, in, I think it came out in September 2000 and we'll get to how much it made, but it was apparently that it was going to be one of the worst September months or months September releases ever until yeah. this came out. Saved it. Saved it. Yeah. Every year there's something like that, isn't there? Yeah. 
I think in, was it in 1976, it was Welcome to Mr. Goodbar, Saved October. Well, what a cracking movie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, look, we've got a, a good review here from a great man, and I think he wrote this one from the back of his Ford Meteor. Oh, who are we talking about? James Baradinelli. Baradinelli. He normally does bad ones, though. Yeah, he switched here. He got a new car, so he's pretty happy. Went out and saw the Ferdy Bird, got a new car, writes a good review. Yeah. What car was he in? Ford Meteor Gear. Yeah, didn't Plims? Plims had a Ford Meteor, didn't he? He did. did he? he did. Did he get it from Dominelli Ford? I would say you'd have. Better have down Plim, at Hurstville. Plims had the Edeor when the rust had taken <laughs> off the camera. <laughs> car. I had a he Ford did. Meteor for a little while. Yes. I had a little sedan car. It was a good, good little car. Yeah, I've good cars. They're good cars. Okay, from Real Views, if viewed as a crowd-pleasing feel-good sports movie, the film is an unqualified success. True, Ferdy. True. Yeah, well done, Ferdy. We've normally tell him to. Bugger off. Yeah. Fly away, Ferdy. But the, yeah, he's on the money here. Yeah. We've got another, we've got a bad review from Mark Savlov, who we've had oh, before. Yeah. From the Chicago Reader. Once kicked, the ball deflates midway through the goalposts and then lies there sagging for another 45 minutes. What? Jeez. Oh, yeah. What does he know about sagging? Morgs, what would he know about sagging? <laughs> I was, well, my mind straight away went to Wardy's nuts. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but that's I, when I think saggy, that's what I think. Yeah, shout out to you, Andrew. Is that a d- deflation problem, the sagging? Is it I don't know. Like, or is it uh, the opposite uh, of really inflated? He's got a big hammer as well, so I think it's probably just in proportion. Rightio. That's a harsh review, though. It is harsh. I think whilst it is... Sticky sweet, this film. Saccharin, one might say. It's a lot of sugar. Yeah, pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard. Yeah. Yes. Touring now with Motley Crue. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Apparently okay, yeah. they go really good, though. It's Motley Crue that a little dated and Vince Neil's pipes have let him down somewhat. We all know, we, we saw the crew 10 years ago yes, and so not using a backing track. Oh, so when poor old Mike Myers, like, Mike Myers, <laughs> Mike Myers, 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 yeah, Mike Myers, yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah, rigor mortis. He's, he's been out. like that for they a long time. Yeah. They've okay. kicked him out now. He'd been crook for a long time with yeah. his bad back. Yeah. And they kicked him out, and he's gone and spilled the beans about all the yeah, um, all the shit that they did. Well, anyway, as, as if that did hadn't come out in their book already. Far out. Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, one of the one of the greatest books of all time. Oh, one of the greatest. They are books out of control. Time. The Dirt, one of the greatest yeah. autobiography rock books ever written. The movie on Netflix is terrible. Yep. Yeah, agreed. But the book is amazing. I did work with a bloke who had a tattoo, Mottle Crew, so it was spelt wrong (laughs) on his arm. Nice. We went to school. We went to school with a guy. Remember the old duffel bags that you'd take, you'd have to school? He wrote the hard ones on his. (laughs) What? Instead of the hard ones. (laughs) The hard ones. Anyway, shout out to Tomo. Okay, Gow. Speaking of ordinary people. Tell us about the cast. All right, here we go. Denzel. And he made his first screen appearance, movie appearance, in a movie called Carbon Copy in 81 with George Siegel. Worked a lot of movies and television in the early 80s, but he was really well known for St. Elsewhere. Do you remember St. Elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I never watched, watched it, but oh, I know it. We should watch all the time. So that came in 82. Good theme, Good theme St. Elsewhere. Yeah. And he was Dr. Philip Chandler. He would play that for six years. And obviously, 89, he was in... Glory got a mm, Oscar yeah. for Best Supporting Spoke Actor. about Glory last week. Yeah, oh, we did. did. Yeah. With Matthew Broderick, Morgan Freeman. And Andre Brow was in that one as well. Yeah. Captain, Captain Holt. Holt. Captain, Captain Holt. Holt. 
Yeah. Of 99. Nine. Brooklyn 99. Nine I love nine. Glory. Yeah. No, Glory's yeah, amazing. Glory's amazing. But uh, look, Malcolm X, 92, best actor. He won an Oscar there. Look, Who'd he, he play in that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, he's got a massive back catalogue. I'll just bounce through it. The Pelican Brief, Philadelphia, 93, Crimson Tide, Courage Under Fire. He got game. Yeah. Which was a really good movie with Ray Allen. Yeah. Miliovovich. Uh, the Siege, The Bone Collector, The Hurricane, which he got another Oscar nom for, which is a cracking show. Another semi-true movie. Yes. And I haven't mm. seen that in a long time, but geez, it's a, it's based on a lot of real story. I mean, Ripon Carter was in jail for a long time. Long time, yeah. Based on Bob Dylan's song. <laughs> That's right. His but life then, is based on the song, not the other way around. Right. Yeah. Bob Dylan wrote the song, then Reuben Carter went, yeah. oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life like that. <laughs> But Training Day, Man on Fire, American Gangster, The Equalizer, which we should cover on here. We will cover. Don't worry. Very good flick. Yeah. I've got to say, out of that, we know here on Born to Watch that we're big Tony Scott fans. And Denzel Washington and Tony Scott made a lot of movies together. Crimson Tide, critically underrated. Yeah, Great good flick. movie. Good flick. Great movie. But he's, Love it. Denzel's, you know, like sometimes they, they peak, they just do really good movies at the beginning, like Glory and whatever. Hurricane, but he's come back. He's equalizers and Inside Man. He's he's been solid from go to woe. Yeah, like current movies are still bloody good. I'll tell you what, he's going to start in. There's a couple of movies in one in pre production, which is Gladiator 2. Oh, whoa. Which Denzel's going to be in. And another. Is he playing Maximus? (laughs) He's back. Baximus. (laughs) Yeah, he's Baximus. And The Equalizer 3 is in post production for release this year. Gladiator 2 is next year. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I don't know about Gladiator 2. Jury's out. Ridley's fucked the Aliens franchise. Yeah. So is he going to do the same to Gladiator? We'll see. I'll tell you what, there's a really good last one on Denzel. Really good early movie of his, Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Really early, starring John Lithgow, who plays a baddie, and it is great. Okay. Ricochet. Yeah. And John Lithgow is amazing. Okay. Look, okay. Quick, quick sliding doors here. Denzel turned down Brad Pitt's role in Seven. I think we did di- discuss that well, back I think we when might we have, did but, Seven, uh, yeah. But he thought it was too dark and evil and then yeah. really regretted it once he saw it came mm-hmm. and thought that's something I should have done. Yeah, um, wow. He was also considered for the role of Ricardo Tubbs. Oh, Crockett and Tubbs? <laughs> yeah, on Miami Vice. It's the role that he we did Philip been, Michael Thomas. He would have been a good Tubbs. He would have been a good Tubbs. Yeah. I could see him there. Um, he was original choice to play Wesley Snipes' character in Blade. So yeah. effectively what I'm hearing here is that every – African-American role. Apart from seven. He was up for. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every single one. He's been up for a few. Was he going to play Morgan Freeman's character in Shawshank Redemption as well? Was he no, up for that one? Yeah. Ah, we draw the line there. I'll tell you what, Tom Hanks said he worked on Philadelphia in 93, and Tom Hanks said he learned more about acting by watching Denzel than anybody else in his career. Have you watched Pretty have, High Price? Have you watched yes. Philadelphia lately? No. I watched it about six months ago. He is... Both Hanks and Denzel Washington, at that period, are the two best actors on the planet. Yeah. They are incredible in that movie. What yeah, a sad story. It's a sad story. story. I saw some the shorts of it somewhere a little while ago. I saw yeah. a couple of scenes, yeah. maybe online, but I haven't seen the actual whole movie for a long time. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Will Patton, Coach Yost. His first movie was Silkwood in 83 with Meryl Streep. Guess what? One degree of Kurt Russell. There you go. Oh, Silkwood. Right. It was too. So have you seen Silkwood, Morgs? It doesn't ring a bell, no. Okay, stars are Meryl Streep and Sher and Kurt Russell. 
about a nuclear factory that melts down. You know, it was I think it was loosely based on was it Six Mile Island or Ten Mile Island or whatever it was. Springfield Simpsons. Yeah, Springfield, the Monty Burns nuclear plant. I remember it's one of the movies that I remember as a kid seeing because there's a scene when shit goes south and they have to be scrubbed. And it's such a brutal I, scene. You know what? That's about the only thing because it was in the trailer. Oh, my God. And I remember seeing that as a kid. And I remember yeah. that I'm still distinctly remember Aussie Video and DY, the cover of Silkwood. Yeah. And not knowing what it was about because I was so young, but just seeing them scrubbing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Brutal. It scared me. Yeah. But look, Will Patton's been in a ton of movies. He's a legend. And he's a great character actor, yeah. but he's never a leading actor. Nope. He, seems like he was in Desperately Seeking Susan. He was in After <laughs> Hours. We talked about last oh, yeah, week. Martin with, Scorsese with movie. Dunn. Yep. He was in No Way Out in 87. Oh, yeah. He plays Kevin Costa's mate. He gets yep. in the job. I watched No Way Out the other night. Yeah. Just good flick. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, the Client. He was in Copycat. Sigourney Weaver and Harry Connick Jr. The Postman. Terrible. Uh, Sonny oh, Bain. That's, that's, oh, Sonny Bain. Daniel. That's Daniel. Costa. Yeah, Costa. Awful. Daniel. Absolutely awful. I'll, Dan- I'll drive around to Sonny's house after this podcast and tell Does him. Does Sonny like the po- postman, really? Daniel, thank you. You've preempted everything I was going to say there. You need to yeah. pop around there and give yeah. him a slap. For one yeah. for Waterworld. I was going to say, Waterworld yeah. or the postman? Yeah. What are you taking? I'll take right. Waterworld every yeah. time. Have you seen the Simpsons thing where it's the postman? It's just the guy, on, it's a coster on the horse just walking with the horse with his satchel. <laughs> and that's just the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Simpsons. So good. But yes, look, lately he's been in Yellowstone. Will Patton, he was Garrett Randall in Yellowstone. Had a couple of seasons there. How good's Yellowstone? What a shame that's finished. Yep, it's done. We're going to get the last instalment soon and that's it. And Costa's pulled a pin, but there's talk that McConaughey's going to take over a bit of a... (laughs) On a side... Yeah, a bit of another tangent. What is it? But there's already three shows, isn't there? There's already 1883 and there's the other one that's come out. I haven't watched either 18... 30, 1883 or 1923, have you guys? No, I saw one episode of nah. 1883, but it's on Paramount, which is yeah. must be the only one that you don't have. The that I don't subscribe to. Yeah, got it. Lift yeah. your game, girl. Oh, I've, got, I've got plenty of them. Yeah. But look, he was a stage actor. He won two Obie Awards for Best Actor for Off-Broadway Plays, and Obie Awards is a bit like, that. that's the highest level you is can that, get. Is that the award for marrying the most people <laughs> ever? <laughs> what is it? Is that what an Obie Award is? Is that if you marry four people, you get an Obie Award? Because you're that it's a, thick. It's a longevity award. <laughs> also it's called an award. amnesia it's... award. So his off-Broadway play, he was in one called Fool for Love, and he was replaced by his understudy when he... Who, who do you reckon his understudy was in an off-Broadway play? Andrew Shue. No. Okay. Oh, oh. Go bigger. Uh, George Costanza. Don Stamos. Bruce Willis. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. I gotta say, Gow, that's one of the better facts you've ever brought here. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? You don't think I, ever think of him as a stage actor. I can't believe it. Bruce wasn't Willis Andrew on Shue. stage. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Shue, yeah. Mm. I mean yeah. Billy from Melrose Place. Yeah. Great soccer player. He's no Grant Show. Or oh. I feel sorry, you know, when you think about Thomas Calabro, who was Michael, Michael Mancini. Was Michael Mancini but, yeah. Do you remember the blonde guy? Doug, oh, the, uh, Matt, Doug Savant. Doug Savant. Yeah. Oh, Matt, oh, he was forgets a, about him. Yeah, everyone forgets about yeah. him in Melrose. Was he, he a was, homosexual um, in that? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, yeah. He was. Uh, yeah, later, but I think it's super, believe... super progressive Melrose place. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah, uh, way ahead of its time. It was. Yeah, was Josie Bassett. Jo- was Daphne Zuniga? Daphne Zuniga. Yeah, Daphne Zuniga. You were a big Zuniga fan. Big Zuniga yeah. yeah, you were a big Josie Bassett. Josie Bassett oh, wasn't. Yeah, mate, she made a movie, and mate, I gotta say, I wasted a lot of Kleenex <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yep. 
moving on. All right, let's talk about Wood Harris. Speaking of, oh. real name Sherwin Harris. So, oh, the team's better. I don't know why he runs by Wood. He does. His first role was in Above the Rim with Tupac. Oh, in yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he's in the Siege. Obviously, remember the Titans. Most well known Morgs for The Wire. Ooh, oh, of course. Come of on, course. Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's the battle of it's the battle of could be possibly the battle of top five TV series of all time. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. Top five TV series. series of all time. Because, you know, Jerry Batir. In is Sons Opie. of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Sons, yeah. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. 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 He's well, really good in that. Very good. Oh, oh, he's my awesome. favourite character. Mate, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what, the scene where he dies is the most brutal. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That is so brutal. Yeah. What a show. Yeah, great show. Great show early on. Couldn't land. The last season was last season landing. It's Americans. Yeah, yeah, it Americans, they always have to too pack too long. many freaking episodes in. It's just take a leaf from your British across the Dutch compatriots and just do fewer episodes and it will Agreed. be remembered forever. Quit while you're ahead. Exactly. Yeah, so, but Wood Harris also in Creed. He's the, he's, the, he's the coach. Yep, he's Ant Man. He's you, Blade so Runner. Creed 2021. Three out yet? Creed Three is on Plex, Dan. Yeah, no, so it's, I haven't. I obviously haven't watched it. What's the thought? Was the I first was one without a, Sly? Not a huge. I was not a huge fan. And it was directed not, by Michael Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge fan. Okay. Good to know. All right, and obviously, yeah, Creed Three is coming out later this year. But Winning Time was the last one he's been in. Is Spencer Haywood. He's great. He's great. No. He's really good. He is God, good. That was a good show. Only, only in six episodes. Winning, winning time, time was great. Yeah, winning time was about the Lakers. Yes, yeah. Jerry Buss. I love. Big part. John C. Riley. John C. Riley is unreal yeah. in that Excellent. show. Excellent. Unreal. Anyway, let's talk a bit about Ryan Hurst. He's six foot five. You know what? Yeah. Is he really? No, yeah, six he five. He's a big unit. You don't realize because I, I looked at him in the movie and Wait, he doesn't he's appear tall. that much tall. He's tall. Yeah. No. Which one's Ryan Hurst? Opie. Batir. He's six foot five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's the only All-American on the team. Yeah, he is. First role was a recurring role in Saved by the Bell, The New oh, Class. Oh, what? Oh, not even the original. Oh, not the original, oh, The New Class. I, re- I still reckon that uh, Mario Lopez would have been in that. For yeah, sure. Yeah. He did nothing. He did yeah. every Saved by the Bell iteration and then E! News. Yeah. Yeah. On your Mario. Ryan Hurst also in The Postman. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Six Degrees of the Postman. Played Eddie March, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, he was Mandelson. Yeah, he's the deaf kid. He's the one who can't he, hear, yeah. Well, he does tell them where Ryan is, though. Yeah. But he's he has deaf. to write, they force him to write it yeah. down because he can't hear. Oh, right. he no! Was. James Patrick yes. Ryan! Yes. I remember yeah. that scene, yeah. yes. Uh, he was in Rules of Engagement, We Were Soldiers. He's big on war movies. Yeah. He was also in The Walking Dead in the later season, nine and ten. Wouldn't have seen it. Lost I, interest after three seasons. I watched around eight seasons, I reckon, and then it was already jumping the shark, and then I just couldn't go on with it. No, I lost no. interest at Negan. Another overblown effort by our yeah. American friends. Once, what's his name left? Rick. 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 Yeah. Grimesy. Once, once Grimesy left, yeah, jumped the shark. Hagen was Grimesy in The Simpson. Remember Grimesy? <laughs> yes. Hagen was the little work guy. Yeah. He, he hated Homer. Homer. Hated yeah. Homer. <laughs> but upcoming move for him, Desperation Road, is in post-production with Mel Gibson. Okay. So that's his next is, one. Is up. Mel Gibson back? Is he accepted? Yeah, I think he's fighting back. He's not really been in many A-list movies, but he's sort of trying to fight his way back. He's in like that 
one with Mark Warburg, one of the father, the the boxing priest or whatever, or what? Was oh that, yeah, that, that one that's just yeah. blood father. No, it just came out. Oh yeah, okay, Father Stew. Father Stew. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. He's not all the way back. No, I'm not sure he'll get there. He was in that boss level on Netflix. Yeah, he's in a lot of B grade. He's a bit. You know, he's reminding me of. He's reminding me a little bit of Brucey Willis at the end there. Oh yeah. Now yes. Brucey Willis did it because he had to. Yeah. As we yeah. know now, which is a shame. Mel's doing it because he got caught out doing some pretty heinous stuff. Wouldn't have been far out of in this movie. Some of the stuff he was involved with. He was a bad dude, Mel. Good but, on him. You know. <laughs> All right. Let's bounce through a couple of these other. Parts quickly. Donald Faison's in this movie. First yeah. movie is Clueless. Yep. He was the boyfriend Murray in 95. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Yep. He was the drummer in the band that was in the Jennifer in the Love house. Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, oh, another gal favourite. Oh, favourite. Whatever happened to her? She stopped she, making movies. She, she had a ghost, family. She did Ghost Whisperer, and that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. And he obviously he was in 182 episodes of Scrubs as Turkleton. So yeah, you're, you're, big a massive, you're a big you're a big Scrubs guy, G Man. Oh, I used to watch it a lot, yeah. Not the last season, not the season when they all left. How good's John C. McGinley? Yeah, he's he's good. I flirted in and off with with Scrubs. I didn't. I enjoyed it, but I, did, I certainly didn't see 182 bloody episodes. So, but I remember you enjoying it for sure. The oh, it's one of those shows to me that you can just put on and and it's on, yeah. and you can yeah. watch it, and you don't have to really think too much about it. It's some of it's funny. You can just it's a yeah. sort of a background show. Sure. E- easy. All right, moving on. Ethan Suplee, Ball Rats was his first movie. Great movie. Yeah, he was in American History X, obviously, as Seth. I'll tell you what, this guy's had a sneaky, incredible career. Yeah. A yeah. sneaky, That's why incredible him. career. He's been in Road Trip. He was in Blow. Yeah. He played Tuna in 2001. He's in My Name is Earl, obviously. He did 100 episodes of that show. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street, we've covered before. And he's in Babylon with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Yeah, as, as doesn't look anything like he was in any of that. He is no, ripped. He's, ripped. he's a beast. He looks he's like a... Yeah, shredded. He's, like he's big hour. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he would have only been young in this movie. Probably for sure. Years ago, yeah. yeah, definitely. Early movie for Ryan Gosling. He was twenty three. Twenty three. He had Morgs' uh, arms. <laughs> I he did. So he had the noodles out. A good friend of the podcast, Nick Torpy, and I often get accused of being Gosling esque. I guess is the the way that you would describe it. But no, in, in all seriousness, do you know who I've been getting a lot lately? Andy Lee from Hamish oh, and Hamish and, yeah. I've copped yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that. Two or three times later, I've copped an end. Now, he did a squat in a cucumber patch with that. Megan Gale. Yes, Megan Gale, the Aussie supermodel. So I will take that. So my top three are probably that I get often confused for is Ryan Gosling, Travis Pastrana, yep. and Andy <laughs> Lee. So, what about, um, yeah. I'll add a fourth there. Go. Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Yes. I'll add, I'll add a fifth. By... <laughs> Carl Malden. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> and F. Murray Abradan. Yes. <laughs> this, that's Murray a Abradan. good half dozen, yes. I think that all of those Six I've of been best. mistaking for. But, right. yeah, Andy Lee, I'm sorry, Andy Lee, you must be losing your looks as you get a bit older because I've copped a few of, hey, Andy. What I think it is, I think <laughs> it's the hair. You got it really is, similar it hair. Is, it is very similar, hair. and he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a beak. He's got a little yep, bit of a schnorker. Yeah, and I can see, and you know, you, sometimes you're a funny guy. Sometimes he, he's a lot more quick witted than I, and doesn't play as blue as me. But other than that, we are similar. Yes, yes, yes. correct, correct. Continue, Jamie. 
Oh, well, that's it. Blue. Look, the only thing I'm not going to go through Ryan Gosling's career. We know all that. Yeah, he's he's just been in Barbie, but he has his post-production movie with Hannah Waddingham and Emily Blunt. It's called The Fall Guy. Yeah. Can't oh, wait really? For it. Can't oh, wait yeah. for it. Now, the plot's undisclosed. I don't uh, know. Nah, the so it's not to kiss and tell. I don't know. That I've been seen, seen with Farrah. <laughs> I've never been with anything less than a nine. So, so fine. fine. It's 90s yeah, gear. 90s that is gear. one of the, that is one of the, uh, that's that, one of the great, almost could be the greatest theme song of all time. Yeah, I'm with you I, on that. I have been trying to get that as my phone ring for so long, and I could never find it. I've got the A-team on my phone. What nice. was his offsider's name? Howie. Howie? Howie, yeah. Howie, yeah. Howie, yeah. Damo. And one of the, one of the Heathers? It was a great show. Yeah. One Heather, of the Heathers? Uh, Heather, not, not Lockley, Lockley Heather, the other one. Thomas. Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. Heather, yes. So hot. So is this post-production movie going to be about the Fall it's, Guy? It's the Fall Guy. It is the Fall Guy. It's the Fall Guy. Awesome. Yeah. Get ready for that one. All right. A couple of quick other ones. Hayden Panettiere is in this. She's great in this. Yep. She's excellent. She's excellent. Yeah. Good, yeah. good great call. Great little kid. Damo. Yep. And, uh, and Kate Bosworth as well has the role. She's not. Gary's she's kid. not excellent. She, she hasn't, got a, hasn't got a lot to work with, but yeah, she's no. fairly wet. Yeah. No. All, All right. right. Can I, sorry, Gary, can I just, there's one actor in there that I yep. am perplexed by. Kip Perdue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why was he Sunshine not a bigger star? Please so explain it to me. I can tell you why. Because he did the movie Driven with Sylvester Stallone. Yep. And it yep. was an absolute piece of dog That was the F- F1, F1 Yeah, uh, IndyCar. Yeah. IndyCar. IndyCar, yes. Yeah, so open it was wheelers, an yeah. absolute piece of dog, dog. turd. And dog, he was yeah. essentially blacklisted after it. Wow. Yeah. He pops he, up he, in Mad Men, as you guys would, of course, remember. As absolutely, the he's great in Mad Men. The marketing manager for Heinz Beans that Don Draper <laughs> wants to get the accounts. You guys, of course, remember that episode like fuck you do. No, um, they, yeah, they, I, just, I reckon I can. I remember they they had a cigarette and they smoked some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, and they we, talked uh, about uh, advertising. Yeah. Yep, there we go. You do Mad Men. You do six, six seasons of Mad Men the in ten thing. words. Yeah, yeah. smokes, drinks. Yeah. And, and then John Hamm some rooted birds. someone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he, no, he was. He, I thought because I think he was excellent in this, and yeah, didn't have a lot to work with, but he was really good. But I, he's someone I thought would have been a much bigger star. He's about our age. I did some research into him. He still looks pretty hot, like me. And I, yeah, very strange. Yeah, he didn't. Do you know he actually went to Yale and he played quarterback. Yeah, yes. he's actually a good played player. quarterback yeah. for Yale. College football. So. College football. It's in, in quick fire. Yeah, I do, I'm really interested in all your take on some of the athletic prowess in this movie. But yes, he lefty and had it seemed like he had a bit of talent. Because he throws the first couple of throws that couldn't possibly have edited a cut edit to make it a spiral when he's chucking yes. it. I think it's him. I think it's his arm. So Yeah, yeah he, he looked like he had good form for sure when he throws yeah. that first ball. For sure. Yeah, All anyway, right. so always perplex me. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, that's right. I'll go on to the gross. So this movie made $137.7 million worldwide on a $30 million budget. As we said Weird. earlier, it did $20.9 million in the opening weekend of September 2000, which saved that from right being back. one of the worst opening weekend, opening months ever. So that, that put that movie into number 29 at $137 million. 
Number one movie for the year was Mission Impossible 2 with 549 and a oh, half. Oh, it's a bad movie. That's the, yeah, it's the, the worst one. of the Mission Impossibles by – These long hair. Yeah, Is it's that a, the one it's that was shot Tom in Australia? Yeah. 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 And Down actually, Island, actually yeah. we're going to shout out. We're going to shout out here. A good listener, a, a sort of a newish listener to the podcast, Mr. Paul Roger, who oh, I met in Babylon, hey, who, who did, did a lot of the artwork for the video shop for me. Legend fella. He was in Mission Impossible 2. And really? Actually, nice. you know what? He sent me some photos of him in Mission Impossible 2. Cool. They're going up. Nice. So stay tuned, Mr. Roger, and uh, you're going to be famous <laughs> because Mission Impossible 2 didn't do it for you. This will be bigger. Yeah, definitely bigger. But, yeah, so after that castaway, 427 million. What Women Want was number four, 374 million. That's Mel. That's our That's friend, Mel. Mel. Yeah. But the awards-wise, Gladiator, obviously – Picked up Best Picture, Russell Crowe as Best Actor. Best Director was Steven Soderbergh for Traffic and Julia Roberts for Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Traffic? I've only ever watched it once yeah, or twice and I haven't once. watched it for a long time. Dan, what are your thoughts on Traffic? Uh, overrated. Massively I agree. Overrated. Yeah. I, I, like, massively I really overrated. like Soderbergh. I think he has since... Done some really good shit, and he he does a vlog. No, not vlog. On the line where you write things about movies. I can't remember what you call them, but uh, he, he's excellent. I really like all the rest of his stuff. But yeah, traffic. I don't know. Was too lauded by my compatriots in the academy, and uh, yeah, no, I disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, I agree. It was yeah, very overrated. But uh, Benicio del Toro won. He best did supporting actor. He did. Uh, he's excellent. very good in it. He's very good in it. What the fuck? What a fuck. What I'll, flip you. I'll flip you for real. You sound actually more like those those people in Phantom Menace. or The, the Gungans? The, no, the people that attacked Padme's planet. They talk, they're a bit like, oh, it's oh, a yes, Jedi. The, uh, the, the whatever tra- they were. The, yeah, whatever. The Trade Federation. Yeah, those mob, that mob. They spoke, yeah. that was probably Benicio. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Vicky voice just on loop. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck. All right, G-Man, who's next? That's it. We okay. can move on. Okay, excellent. Let's move into hit, sleeper, or dud. I've got to say, 2000 was a pretty good year. Not a great year, but a pretty good year for film. And I went really deep because I think there's a lot of movies in this year that are better than where they sat. So my hit for the year 2000, and I think Dan's going to probably be on my team here, almost famous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. High school boy in the early 70s given the chance to write a story for Rolling Stone about an up-and-coming rock band as he accompanies them on a concert tour. Love this movie. Cracking movie. Very good. Yeah. Kate Hudson, Patrick Fugit, Jason Lee, Francis McDormand, Billy Crudup, and, of course, the indomitable Philip Seymour Hoffman, who almost steals the movie. This is a almost autobiographical a journey of Cameron Crowe, who directed it. Great movie. Dan? Damo, how could, I just heard, all I heard was a voice saying, yeah, when you mentioned this. Damo, <laughs> yeah, please yeah, explain, a, a la Pauline Hanson. What the fuck are you talking about? How can you not love that movie? Yeah. No, I didn't find it that exciting at all. And apart from the tiny dancer scene on the bus where I sang along, but other than that, I was just not engaged in that movie. Really? I saw it once and... No interest to see it again. Really? So you, well, you've seen Almost then. Famous once. Wow, that is yeah. that's such a demo thing to say. Yeah. So demo. 
So demo. That's what the kids say, isn't it? Oh, that's so demo. That's so Um, demo. Damo, I completely fucking disagree. I'm with the big guy on this one. Yeah, massive. We had a bit of a nostalgia trip on the last episode with Ferris Bueller's where I personally went on a bit of a tear. And should we do Almost Famous, I would also be a little uncontrollable because, yeah, I love that film. It's a cracker. It's unbelievable. But now that you've said that, Daniel, Almost Famous is sliding well down the ladder. What about you, Gal? You got a hit? That is my hit. Yep. Okay, good. That For that year, Remember the Titans to me is one of the top movies and Almost Famous yeah. is a great one. I'd run with that for sure. Okay. Damo? I oh, mate, I went for the first X-Men. Everything oh, else from that great was, wasn't Flash, but like Iron Man and X-Men, they're my two sort of favourite. X2 is pretty good. Yeah, I still do. It, I, it was miles from Is the, the first original. one where they fight on the Statue of Liberty? Is that the first yeah, one? that one. Yeah, it's but a I, good movie. Just the scene when they, they first meet in the snow, right at the beginning. Oh, yes. I just, I, honestly, I love it. It's just such a good movie. It is a good movie. But then never, nothing's come close to it, for me anyway. Logan? Still not even as, no, just X-Men 1. That's my favourite. Yeah, okay. Probably my second favourite superhero movie. Maybe third. Or fourth. If we, keep going. Yeah. if we keep talking, it could be seventh or eighth. Top three. Yeah, okay, top three. Good one. Dan, good anything? Which this is hit, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. I'm going to pass this round. I'll come into sleeper. Okay, too easy. Okay, my sleeper for the year, again, very deep year. Could have been many. I've gone with best in show. Oh, that's mine. Excellent. Okay, behind the scenes, look into the highly competitive and cutthroat world of dog shows through the eyes of a group of ruthless dog owners. Now, this this stars the troupe, right? They've made many movies together, and the whole movie is effectively ad-lib. There's only a very brief script. But it is incredible. So Fred Willard, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mum, yeah. Parker Posey. It's directed by Christopher Guest. You'd also know them all from A Mighty Wind, which is about the folk singing. Best in show is is freaking hilarious. It's a spinal tap of dog shows. It absolutely is. Yeah. It absolutely is. What about uh, Dan? You said you've got something for Sleeper? Okay, so 2000, just just reviewing the movies in 2000, I know we talk about 1986 as our true north as far as uh, incredible film year, but I tell you what, as someone who doesn't, doesn't always point towards the blockbuster, there's a lot of movies that were released this year that I absolutely fucking love and would come back to in a heartbeat. So I'm just going to pick a few, just looking at this list. American Beauty was released in 2000. Yep, so yes. A film that I will watch at least once a year until my dying days and, and love very much. The Talented Mr. Ripley. I think we've talked a bit about that. Great movie. This film. But yeah. Oh, do dark. you know what, Morgs? Yeah. The first time I watched that, I didn't like it. Is that right? The Talented, yeah, I didn't like it. I thought, oh, that's, oh, don't like it at all. And then I watched it. I didn't watch it for a year or two. And then I watched it again. And then I, oh, then I got it. Yeah. I matured yeah. yeah. No, I just don't know why. I just did Maybe it was the wrong time. I just didn't really like that story at all. And then when I watched it again, I thought, this is fantastic. Kate Blanchett in that film, and we've talked about it before, but she was first slated to have a very minor role. And she got on set and they were just like, who the fuck is this? And just kept on extending her part and writing more scenes for her because she's just so absolutely brilliant. And she's got quite a minor role in the film. But no, look, that, that is one that I hearken back to quite often. Damo, thoughts on the talented Mr. Ripley? I haven't seen it. Excellent. <laughs> it's such a demo call. It's, a, well, no, it's you, so demo. Oh, but I will so say, you demo. just said Harkin Back. Now, you were talking the other week about Hot Dog, the movie, because the yes. guy's name was Harkin Banks. So. <laughs> I like Rudy, a bit of wordplay. you word can play. kiss my ass. 
that on this <laughs> Excellent. Two more films. I'll do it very quickly. Any Given Sunday, a bit more of a blockbuster. Great movie. So, yeah, an outstanding movie. Another one that I watch at least once a year. Damo, you must be into Any Given Sunday. That's the one with Jamie Foxx. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Seen it once. He's steaming. Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. Yeah. And he's got the CD. He's not the, uh, the mixtape. Yes. Oh, That's okay. it. Yeah. Al Pacino, Cameron yeah. Diaz. Great film. James Woods plays a particularly evil character. Matthew Modine. Yeah, really good film. Yeah, nice. And sorry, last one that I absolutely love is 28 Days. So oh, that's a great yeah, great, great filmy. Old mate from Peaky Blinders. Julian Murphy. Yeah. Oh played. I can never remember his name, but Danny Boyle directed just a really low budget, brilliant post-apocalypse film that in the theme of Walking Dead Hall and yeah, love it. So I, I think two thousand. I could probably name another five, but yeah, some brilliant sleepers for me. Yeah, no, it's it is a good year. It is a good year. Anyone else? Look, I had it as a sleeper. I don't know if you really call sleep, but it was Snatch. Well, yeah, it didn't do very well at the box office. No, not really. I mean, it came in the American. At, where was it? It was really low. Oh, I think it was like in it the was, 60s. No, it was 49. Yeah, okay. 80, 83 million, 83 and a half million. Yeah. But uh, look, just a great movie. I it's really enjoy movie. it. Love, five Minutes Turkish. Love it. Five Minutes Turkish. Brick Top, Forest the Blade, Frankie Four Fingers. It's great. Yeah, Feet really enjoyable. Yeah. Bullet Tooth Tony. Yeah, no, really, it's a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Some great one-liners in that movie. That's my sleeper. Okay. Because you told, stole my one, I did have another one. Yeah. And um, it's one of the Jim Carrey's, not his more famous ones, but it's funny as hell as me, myself, and Irene. Oh, mate, yes. great film. That was my yeah, other really one. Yeah, really good, Damo. Really yeah. good. Are they are they sad tissues? <laughs> 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 my God, it's so funny, Hank. You know our great mate Milky Craig Plimmer. Oh, yeah. His wife calls him Hank when he's on the drink. <laughs> Yes, he yeah. is. So he is Hank. He is, he is Hank. Hank. Is Hank? Did Hank come out tonight? Yeah. She'll say. And yes, most nights he does. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, we'll go for the dud. The sixth day, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now oh. this is Schwarzenegger sort of at the back end of his peak. Once he because not long after this he gets into politics and he's gone and he disappears. But the sixth day, a man meets a clone of himself and stumbles into a grand conspiracy about clones taking over the world. Starring Michael Rappaport as well and Michael Rooker. It's a Michael-a-thon. Terrible. I was so excited to see this. This is when every Arnie movie was like you had to see it. Yeah. And this was rubbish. And this was in a run of rubbish for him around end of days. A, was it Eraser? This Eraser. There was about five or six in a row which were just not great films. This is the worst. I don't of think the I've ever, ever seen this. Yeah, don't bother. I think you'd already given me the shit house. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a bad movie. I like it. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> oh god. What's mine say? <laughs> Sweet. What's so, mine say? So here's <laughs> so Ashton Kutcher and Sean um, William, Scott. William Scott. Yeah. Possibly one movie that Sean William Scott doesn't make better. He's normally every role he's in is good. Like the jungle. But he plays the same character. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Two potheads wake up after a night of partying and cannot remember where they parked their car. That's the premise of the movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Should have been a trilogy. I don't think I've ever seen it. They took the star power of those two and went, let's just throw it into this vehicle, and it was horrible. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher burned bright for a long time yeah, and then yeah. really flamed out. Still made $73 million, this movie, but wow. Wow. Yeah, on the back of those two. Yeah, on the, just on the back of them. Yeah. What about you, Dan? You got a dud? 
Yes, I've got a dud, but it's actually a bit of a secret sneaky joy for me. And I feel that it, 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 we're in a cone of silence here. So I'm amongst friends. Yeah, I, I can admit this. No one will know. No one will, no one will know. So bring it on. I love With Bring It On. Kiki Dunst. I'm, Damo, thank you. I knew, of course I knew you it's would love it. But of course the absolutely. Triple Threat likes it. Of course can, he does. That, you go back and like Damo, I was a, an early adopter of dance. And <laughs> yeah, it's a, obviously a cheerleader movie. Probably I'm not in the target audience for this particular film. But yeah, I can watch it. And thankfully my girls love it now. So I can sneak yeah. in and pretend. Oh, so you can pretend they're watching family it. Family time. Exactly. Yeah. So just side note, I sang a song to all the three women in my house about, I can't remember the if it was a kick-ass credit song, but basically the premise was, why do you have a vagina and why does it make you cry so much? So I sang right. that to them in the car on the way to school. And my youngest said, dad, you get great points for creativity, but I don't like the words. <laughs> Fair enough. Good message, but but the delivery's did, did you Did you do any sparky, palastry spirit fingers when you were singing? <laughs> I bring the spirit fingers out a lot. Gao is a proud exponent of the spirit fingers spirit as well. Spirit fingers, yeah. Yes, but I, yeah, like that film, Damo. Thankfully, glad you like it. But yes, that it's a bit of a sneaky, shouldn't love it film for me. In 2000, in obviously must have been around July, August, I went to the movies with Megan White at Coffs Harbour. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was out to driving before the torch relay, setting up the... Ah, yes, torch door. And I happened to be in Coffs Harbour. Yeah. And we went and saw Loser at the movies. That had uh, Jason, Jason Biggs. Biggs. And, yeah. it, and we were thinking, oh, this is going to be American Pie. You know, this is going to... And it was dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Yet again, just a vehicle for him yeah. to run off yep. in the same genre. Yep. As American Pie. Okay, I think that's it for Hits Sleeper Dud for the year 2000. It's now question time. Okay, so Ray, you know the dickhead, mate? Yeah. Yep. Surely he doesn't make it out of camp. Like, he's a dick from minute one, doesn't buy in. How does he make it out of camp? He's told Jerry what he's going to do. How does he make it out of camp? It's, it's good for the story. They need that dickhead. They need that the one that's going to hold out yeah. and be the jerk. So they, they yeah, he wouldn't. It. He shouldn't have been. He should have. He was sabotaging the team yeah. from inside. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it, that character does play an important part because his best mate has to sack him from the team yeah. as the team captain. So it, it does. That's the allude back to here's the racist who's not going to who's not going to toe the line along with the girlfriend. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Question two. Can anyone enlighten me to the sunshine Batir kiss? Was it really necessary? What does it prove? What's it for? Daniel, what's the kiss yeah. do? Excellent question. So the screenwriter, and I'll talk a bit more about this in Film School for FWITs, but the screenwriter took a lot of liberties to really jazz up the true, in air quotes, component of this film. And yeah, I've, I've watched this film a lot of times. I missed out on Overs and Unders, but for me, it's a lot. I really do enjoy this film. It's an easy watch and very Disneyfied, but it wasn't, it was completely unrealistic for. 1971, let alone 1991, in the change rooms at Rat Park. Just a bit a, a, to establish Bass as a Californian character. <laughs> I probably look to be honest. I probably wouldn't change the scene. I think it works for yeah, the setup. Yeah. But yeah, but it, it, in in reality, one of the many liberties that old mate the screenwriter took yeah. to uh, to jazz up this particular. Uh, but but there's, there's nothing preceding it. 
Oh, no, there was. Look at this fruitcake. Yeah, they were giving it to him about having the long hair and trying yeah. to, you know. That right was, on. yeah, but yeah, I know. Yeah. But there was no yeah, one that was cool. like. Oh, there's, look, and I think this is the beauty of team sport, right? Is that, and I say this to the kids that I coach, is that, look, you don't need to love each other, but you've got to respect each other. And I think as long as there's healthy respect, you don't have to like them, but you've got to respect them. Now, it's obviously a different situation for the Titans, but yeah, anyway, weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're gonna. I'm gonna ask this up front. Kate Bosworth's character. Surely Jerry just goes, "You're dead to me." When she doesn't shake Julius's hand, they've just spent two weeks together. They've bonded. He's changed. He's become a different person. Don't you just move on? What? They basically did finish it then, didn't they? No, they didn't. Not then. She finishes it. He oh, doesn't. Right, the, the, she finishes it. It was in the car when he said, yeah. no, that was like another, it was a couple of weeks well, later. Yeah, no, she comes up later and says, it's going to take me a bit more time, but I'm going to try. But then she says goodbye and gave him a kiss on the cheek. So she was still like. But that was after the car. Yeah, that, that's after. Yeah. That was, but they were done from that moment. I don't, I don't, to me, that I don't think they talked yeah, after yeah, she said, get in the car. Yeah, and until he refused. Yeah. No, she, yeah, he, they, were, they were all over. Most of my girlfriends at high school thought you guys were fuckwits. And I chose to keep. Having relations just because I was a teenage boy, yeah, but you obviously stayed mates with you guys. So, yeah, maybe he was a double guy. He had to be two people, pretend like he was a racist with he, his He did love girlfriend. her, though. He did yeah, love he said he, he had to, to say it in front of the boys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love you, sugar. Yeah. I've got to say, though, Dan, I need to interject there on your point. I think a Thank lot you. of your girlfriends hang around to hang out with us, yeah. and they put up with you. I think, I mean, uh, that was proven definitely over the long run. But uh, at the time. In the initial stages. Yeah, the initial stages, I, you know, I was at least a couple of minor points ahead of you fuckwits. But uh, yeah, a good point. Is Coach Boone a good coach? Coach, What about his methods? Coach Boone's methods are straight out of the Patches O'Houlihan book of (laughs) if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, the tough love. Yes. And, and the same with Master Wong from... Oh, yeah, from Balls of Fury. James Hong, yeah. Well, he's teaching him in ping pong and he put him in that room with the fly swatter and he said, you know, start swatting. And he goes, oh, you're going to put the flies. No, bees. And he yeah. chucked that whole <laughs> box of bees in there. So it was no water. This, he was tough. He was... He treated everyone equally mean. He was a hard-ass coach. He wasn't the inspirational coach. He was that... No, drill he was sergeant, a, he was that drill he was sergeant you know, you do this, and you, everyone was held accountable for any mistake they made. Yeah, and it, yeah. it that doesn't work for all kids. Like, it, even if you think about, obviously, you guys are involved in a lot of your kids' sport, and you would see that not a lot of kids do not respond to that shit. I remember back, not nowadays. I was fucking good at a lot of sport when we were young, mm. yeah. and I remember baseball particularly. I was partic- I excelled at baseball a lot, but I had this shouty coach for, I think it was, it might've been, it could have been New South Wales under State trials. I can't remember. Might've been under eights. Yeah. But no, it, <laughs> all jokes aside, he was like that. He was a full shouty guy. And I was like, who's this fuckwit? And did not gel with him at all and gave it up to excel in a multitude of other sports. So but, but the, I can. No, I was going to say the difference is the boys wanted to be in this team. Because yeah. being in a high school team equivalent to being in an NFL team, yeah, apparently. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, they, well, so he, America, he had sure. the he had the ability to be a real drill sergeant dictating dickhead, and those kids just had to deal with it. They didn't want to quit. It's not yeah. shit. I can't. I don't think they made enough because he came as such a hard ass, and I don't know if a lot of the town at the start would have put up with that. It sort of seemed like you know 
we're not gonna we're not gonna play for you, but we'll do whatever you say. Yeah, as well. He, so but he, he was putting him between a rock and a hard place, yeah. though. I, I can understand at camp because they're away, and he's like, "This is what's going to happen at my camp, mate." He, and if he, you want to play straight away, who's your daddy? Thing straight off the bat. Yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But okay, all right. Let's move into the categories: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with Damo. What's your good, mate? A C- couple of the relationships, like the two little girls, I really like that. The relationship between. Gary and Julius, obviously really good. And I love that scene where you got Cat Stevens' peace train playing and the cop pulls up to Julius and you have no idea what's going to happen. And he's shit scared. Yeah, yeah. and the cop said, you know, game, Great game. best defense I've seen. It was such a cool scene. The soundtrack, obviously, just mentioning peace train then, was pretty bloody good. The character arcs, though, like – it, the arcs were gigantic yeah. for most people, pretty much for everyone. Yeah. Not many Except one. Yeah, not many didn't arc. They were really – they were yeah, yeah. Like goods. Would you say they arced back? Harkened banks. Yeah. Arken, Arken does. What about you, Dan? What do you got for good? Norgan Vars. Oh, Damo, I'm just – yeah, re- that's an excellent call. I really enjoyed that scene again with the cop. I thought that was – really took us out of, of what we would expect to happen. In that in in that scene, and was excellent. I th- think Julius and Batir. I just think them their arc of obviously hating each other and having quite an intimate relationship at the end. I think was really good. So that for me, I think that that story was what really gave it its emotional core and something I that I yeah I really focused on the revisit. So yeah, nice call. Amen. I 100% agree. The arc between those two yep. is so great. They become. My best brothers. Best did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. did. And this is what I want to hit up. There's a part in the movie, Morgs, you weren't here when I talked about you know, I picked up one of Whitey's, which I didn't ever see this in the movie before, but at the end when he's hurt in bed, when Jerry's hurt. When the nurse walked in. And, you know, and he walks in and, and Julius comes in and he's crying. He's like, you're Superman. You're Superman. <gasps> like, you can't be hurt. And I was like, oh, you know, call him Superman. At the start of the movie, before they fight, and he's got the, he puts the black power poster up. Yeah. He says to him in the room, they're fighting, he's take it down, take it down. He goes, I don't want to look at that for two weeks. And he goes, we're well, going to have to look at it. And he says to him, he says, you better use your x-ray vision, Superman, and look right through it because it ain't coming down. That's right. Great. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That ties into the end of the movie. So, yeah, I really like their arc. Another thing that I really liked, and because this relates to Whitey, is <laughs> can't Coach be, can't be good. Coach Boones, when they go to training, the first training, He's got the red polo short, red polo shirt tucked into the black shorts, shin high white socks, and black shoes. Yeah, and he runs that with the whistle. That is what Matt White still wears to training. I can, we can post some photos. Get, he runs that. Get fucked. He runs that. Look, tight shorts. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you in? just gonna bring that photo out that you took five years yes. ago and just run it like it happened yes, yesterday? Yes, that's the photo. You have shin high socks. You know what I'd add to that would be a clipboard. Yes, a clipboard. I'm not a clipboard coach. I coach oh. by feel. Coach by feel. Okay, look, I've got – yeah, it's hard to go past Julius and Batir. I love the scene at the camp. The attitude reflects leadership. Oh, that was a really good So when, he, when he's honestly, you're nothing but a pure waste of God-given talent. Yes. And yeah, then really Julius good. goes back at him yes. and said, you know, attitude reflects leadership. Yes. And that was the shift, the start of the shift. I thought that was really powerful. Obviously, the who's your daddy is incredible. Yeah. Awesome. At the start there, we pulls mm-hmm. him in nice and close, and it's in front of the parents. Dean that was and Jerry. Yeah. yeah, I thought Hayden Penetier, for her age, was incredible. Yeah. You could tell that she was going to be something. Yeah, 
she just she held the camera like she's a star at such a young age even though she's playing a character that never really existed i particularly enjoyed i love you sugar and i'll oh, tell yeah. you why i particularly no, not saccharin no i particularly i'll tell you why i love the i love you sugar bit because this is remember that bit this is where he's on the phone to bosworth yes and this is incredibly real because i never heard gower morgue say i love you until their wedding day Right, that's the first time I heard them use the word love, and even then it was through gritted teeth, and even then they were giving people the bombastic side eye, like I don't really mean it. But well, it's the, to each to each other or to our no spouses? no to, to your spouses. I've never I've heard you quite say you love each other, but never to when a female was involved. So the fact that they were so embarrassed to say I love you, it just took me back to two wedding days. No, but guys just do not want to have to say no, that in don't. public. They don't. So it's quite funny. I love you, Megan. The oh, you know that just makes me think of. Wedding crashes. When 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 they're sitting in the room in the morning when he comes down, Vince Vaughn and he's sitting yes. ahead of him. Yes. And he's blowing up oh, that he's made him yes. stay there and all this and he's the midnight and he's, he's eating yeah. the yeah, he's eating the food, and then he's like, I was like, I love you, man. He's got the face off food. He's like, Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the night training session where the shift happens and left side strong side. I, I find mm. the left side strong side to be purely over the top, but all leading up to that, where you can tell there's been a seismic shift. I think that is really cool. I really love that. High school football, it just makes you want to live in America and be involved in high school football. I want to ask a question about high school football. This film and many other films about high school football have beggar the question, what are the economics of high school football? Like, how many coaches can you have on roster for a high school football team and how much do they get paid to carry on? Obviously, Yost, the the big driver for him is to get into the Virginia High School Football Hall of Fame. What does that mean? Are these guys on nine bucks an hour, casual, or is it a full-time gig? Is it the PE teacher? Yeah. Is it a PE teacher? Yeah. Yeah. I've got something like, I've got something similar to that in bad. Okay. I got one final good, but I agree. It's it's a question that needs it's to be perplexing. It's so yeah. over the top. Yeah, it is when you question. think about your schools and you go, yeah. we didn't have full time coaches. Mate, we didn't even get a set of freaking jerseys. No, we had, we had Mrs. Mrs. Donnan yeah. was coaching yes. our rugby team, yeah. so or someone's parent would come and coach. Yeah, yeah. I got one final good. Uh, Jerry Cutting Ray, incredible because there's been a hundred mm. times throughout my time playing footy where I've wanted to sack someone <laughs> that I played with. I never really got the chance. Yeah, that well, was amazing. But Coach Boone, that was his style because the guys. He be, said, "I'll never cut someone." He didn't never cut, cut people, someone. but he also. But the guys were the ones that got themselves helped, facilitated. But it was the players themselves yeah. that actually grew themselves and became friends themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that, that's why they made that decision too. Okay, bad Dan, what you got for bad? I like athletic, I thought athletic prowess overall in this film was quite good, but. The one scene where Julius is running down the running back in the Groveton game, oh, yeah. where you see it front on, yes, and he's got yeah. the high knee, high elbows running style. It's and the, I mean they were slower than me. Like it was. But he was. Pretty that was, was my athletic prowess. That, one that was, That's what I was going to bring up. He was number twenty four, yeah. and he looked like Kermit the Frog riding a bike in the Muppet yes, Show. His is. legs is, and he's not moving forward. But not only that, he's about nine meters behind him when he tackles him. Like, it was like to go gadget arm. Yeah, most terrible. of it was good, and I think if you look at the director of the film, he was a European dude, and he had absolutely no idea about American football, and so I think that's reflected in a lot of the game scenes. A lot of the tackles aren't as 
over the top if you compare it to like any given Sunday, which is the masterclass of capturing the brutality of that particular sport. But I quite liked that this one wasn't, it was a bit more realistic, if you like. But yeah, Julius was never going to catch old Kermit in that one. It was, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Damon, what do you got? For bad, actually, when Sunshine threw the ball at Gary's back right at the beginning, yeah. that ball was missing him by a metre to his right. And then when they cut in to the close-up of his back, right between the shoulder smacked blades. him straight in the middle of the back. But if you watch the long shot, it's, yeah, it's drifting. Oh, smack bang in the middle Maybe of the back. Maybe a late spin on it. It could have been a it could have been a doozra. Maybe had the more it, swerve. It could have yeah. been the it more would have had to have been JFK's uh, dancing bullet to actually I agree, Damo, to actually make it off that trajectory back and defy gravity and hit him in the head. So yeah, yeah. It, uh, the other thing too, the best way to age someone, stick on a moustache. Definitely, yeah. They don't the look funeral. any older. <laughs> Just except someone got moustaches. Yeah, got a moustache on. And the coach, yeah, the guy that was the chief in Baywatch. The other coach, oh, the assistant coach, the Newman. African-American, oh, no. he looks exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. Newman and two G. Chuck Newman was in his belt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, G-Man, what do you got for bad? Look, I had bad. We talked about it earlier was that the depiction of this movie doesn't really show the full extent of what's going wrong. There's no swearing. There's no really bad things happen apart from a few people, you know, clanging on the bus at the start. But I understand why that happened because Disney had decided that they wanted to make a that kind of film. The other thing was I didn't understand was why when Bertie's in hospital and he's watching the game, now maybe he didn't want anyone there, but his mum went and sat at the game and didn't go to the hospital. Like this is the biggest game of their lives and he can't play and he's at hospital on his own. No one there with him. Mm. It's, yeah, a bit like David, does, yeah. it's a bit like David being in a coma for three weeks for American Werewolf in London and yeah. no, no family coming to visit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, look, the other one was that the blow-ups at the start, you know, when they didn't think they'd get it on the team. Oh, God. It was like 92 when we put Morgs to outside centre <laughs> yeah. for the first round of for the first game of 92. Definitely. That's right. Massive blow-ups. It's a good yeah. position outside centre. I loved playing outside centre. Dan was the thinking man's player. So you've got to be the smartest man on the field to play outside centre. That was Daniel. <laughs> He's the thinking man's awful. Andy Lee. Awful. I got hooked at half-time and the person <laughs> that I – replaced, absolutely carved up and scored about three tries. So, yeah, it was probably my last 26 minutes too late. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, my bad stereo. It's so stereotyped, this movie. The singing, you know, so the black guys sing yep. the soul songs. Yep. You know, it was just. Oh, and, the, and then Ryan Gosling sings the cowboy song. Yeah, and it's just so stereotypical of everything. Two-week camp. What is this costing? Oh. Like, I'm sorry. They've gone to Hogwarts. It's yeah. costing thousands and th- to have fifty three people. Yeah, fair to have, have fifty three people go to Hogwarts. Yeah, and like those oh. wizards, they charge a heap for they making do. that food. They do. I don't know how much that's costing. That's tens of thousands of dollars. The economics of high school football do not yep. add up. Don't understand it. And the, okay, so the thing, probably the thing that annoyed me the most about this movie, so they're at the back end of camp and older. Uh, Cheryl, is it? The little girl comes in and yeah. she says to the coach, love what you've done here, coach. You've brought these together. And he says to her, I just, that's what I do. I see, I want to seek the approval of five-year-old girls. Go and play with some dolls. If I'm Coach oh, Yost, yeah. I'd be like, fuck you, mate. That yeah. was out of line. I was mate. like, yeah. what? That is so out of line. She said I'm nine. Yeah. Then, yeah. I just thought, shut up, Boone. Yeah. You fuck with. You just got a, compl- a compliment. Yeah. To be fair. Yost doesn't go too hard. She kicks the other bloke in the leg and runs yeah, off. Yeah, that was he pretty goes, funny. He just goes, oh. 
<laughs> I did Single find bad. that she Single was bad. she was the one that would express his emotions. Yeah, yeah. He, she was the one, the voice for him. It was like C three PO and R two D two. She was doing the talking for the dad. She was out of line a lot at the start of the movie. Oh, she was out of line. She was out of line. But like, she's given a compliment. Yeah. And he just dismisses her. Yeah. I'm like, God, you're a wanker. Yep. That annoyed me. Yes. That's about it for that. I look. I took a little bit of a different take on that because. He said to her, he said, oh, I'd like take the approval of a five-year-old and that's a bit smug. And then she said, I'm nine and a half. And then he said, don't you like playing with dolls? And he said, I tried. She just loves football. Yeah. So that was just the them bringing in like, mate, I've tried that. I really did try. Right. Yeah, she, well, just that deserved a, she just won. That deserved a swift get stuffed. <laughs> hey, Mick, get <laughs> stuffed. Yeah, thanks, Dong. Yeah. yeah. Okay, ugly. No, I've gone through everything. Okay, demo. Yeah, not, apart from the fact that you know, this movie, I thought it was a true story until... You started doing some research. And then I was like... Oh. See, but I wanted to watch... Just, it sort of... We lift the shroud. It, Yeah. That yeah. was the only thing. It's like, wow, they really... like. But on the keyest of the yeah, points... for sure. ...was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I suppose we'll talk about that we later. Shall. Listen to this. Dan, any ugly? Oh, I agree with Damo. But yeah, just like last week, we talked about casting directors' inability to cast age-appropriate actors to play teens. So, but with this film, it wasn't as bad as, let's say, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was comical. But the only time that you really saw a teen interact with these guys, you know, they had the bully who was in the school hallway yeah. and he had a bit of acne going on and he was a bit of a chubby bloke. Like, he was yeah. obviously of appropriate age and he was a bit of a moron and I guess that's probably what it is it's hard for them to cast people of that age because most people are mouth breathers at that age and don't have yeah, goofy, the, the yeah. presence he's goofy yeah absolutely and looks remarkably there's no poise to him compared to the other kids that all feature in that scene so I get it but it was approaching Ferris Bueller it's for a, ridiculousness of it, age inappropriateness. The teenager in The Simpsons with the pimples and the that's voice it. that's breaking yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's what you got left with. Yeah. Okay, I've got Sunshine's terrible hair extensions. <laughs> yeah. At the start, before he has to get his hair cut it's straight long away. Long flaxen. They long. are long. I've also got sports parents. Like, Oh, We've all yeah. touched or been involved with kids' sports, and sports yeah. parents are the worst. Yeah. The worst. I've had to deal with parents exactly like some of the parents in that movie. The worst. And yeah. of course, we can't forget racism, just in general. Yep. It's horrendous. Yep. I could not imagine or give it the respect it deserves <laughs> for people to have lived through this. Yeah. Brutal. And movies like this only heighten the awareness, but also draw the attention to just how abhorrent the human race can be. Mate, history is not pretty, mate. No, it is not. For the last 2,000 years, it is not. and It's not rose petals and fun. It's it's death, mate, and destruction. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And it was just brutal. Okay. Morgz is a quick fire. Take it away. Yes. Dense quick fire this week. Now we're gonna we've got a new category to quick fire this week that we're gonna try out, which was the lookalike. Mm. So the obvious one was Gosling and myself and our <laughs> good friend of the podcast. That was your Chekhov's gun at the beginning. That was wasn't it. it. <laughs> that was it. I thought I'd seed that out to you blokes and then pay it off in quick fire. But anyone else in there that you thought that's that's a bit of a lookalike? I know I've put you on the spot with this one, but it is something that we will have in quick fire moving forward. So Anyone else that I couldn't that comes find to anyone mind? from the podcast, but I obviously Eth Suppley or Louis Elastic was Chris Farley. 
Yeah. Oh, sure. yes. It does yes. look a lot like it. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good nice. one. Nice. We'll move on. Yes. That's not a knife for a scene that is popped. Passed over into popular culture, a la Mick Crocodile Dundee in Crocodile Dundee. Dunno for me. Nothing really. This, I mean, it's I, a mainstream film. It made a lot of wedge. Left side, strong side. I think, maybe? I think that's the Le- one. Left side, strong I think side. if you call out left side, someone's going to say strong side. Yeah. Yeah. I guess people that are into sports movies like us, that would yeah. be, we would know immediately where that's from. So, yeah, okay. I can live with that. Philip Stuckey, Jason Alexander in Pretty Woman for the biggest douchebag. Character in this, there's a few nominations. Oh, there's uh, so many. Oh, yeah, there's heaps, but you've got to go with Ray. Yeah, I mean, Ray's Ray the obvious Gosling's dad, foil. Gosling's, Gosling's dad. dad, the yeah. banana coach. Yeah, the banana coach. Yeah. The cheating umpires. Yeah. The Mr. Bosley, or which, whoever the guys were that took the Hall of Fame. Charlie yes, took a, I the took Hall a straw. of Fame. People, Charlie's yeah. Angels in this. Yeah, okay. Bosley. yeah Mr. Bosley. Yeah. Right, yeah. There was there are a lot of dickheads. Yeah, there's a lot of dicks. My dad, Tom Bosley. It sort of runs in. I've got it sort of runs into the next one. one. They weren't all happy days, Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with Ray, but yes, you name checked everyone else I had in mind. Next one, cast of Caddyshack or Jennifer Jason Lee for an actor or cast of actors who aren't quite sure what film they're in. Tone wise, I don't know. I think a lot of the younger actors got it with this one. I didn't feel that anyone was standing out like they weren't quite sure what the director wanted and what the story needed. What about you guys? Anyone that really stood out for you? Nah, I just thought they no. they just all thought they were in Mississippi burning. <laughs> that's, and that, that, look, we'll talk My, more about that in, in film school, but yes, there were some liberties taken by the screenwriter and therefore the director that probably made the racial tensions a little bigger and central yeah. to this story that, that, that were not in reality, but we'll circle back to that. Yeah, okay. Maggie Grace running for a particularly okay. poor... Show of athletic prowess a la the pretty good sword from Taken who can't run for shit. Boys, what what did you see? Dr. J. Julius. That's got to be Julius. Oh, there was the guy he was chasing. I think the guy that he chased, number 24, he was the – yeah. So that whole – both of them was just – I was also going to say, Ryan Gosling doesn't really look like an athlete. or Doesn't look like a footballer. Nah. No, no, he doesn't. I'll tell you what. The one that got me was the quarterback when Ronnie, when Sunshine says, let him through. And he runs, and then Sunshine just dips the back and then flips him yeah, up. That yeah. wasn't real good. That, like, he just got caught out and flipped straight over his back. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. No. He's not, he's not, he's just too. Goes yeah. off straight away. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, look, I agree with all of those points. I'm going to overrule you, though. So when they decide that, hey, coach, want to do something a little bit different in the warm up tonight. And they all go into that god-awful. Now, Damo, yes. I would like some insights into what you think of the dance prowess of that. I don't know that the Berwick Street dads would go out with a routine that pathetic. But within no. the routine, there's a, a, a semi-close-up of Rev doing a boxing stance in that. And as a pugilist, I was just disgusting with him throwing punches in that. Some so he, bags. He looked like a theatre kid that was pretending to be a pugilist in that, and it was offensive to me. But Damo, overall, the dancing in that, in that scene? Look, it was a pretty much, it was just a repetition, like a, like a nutbush sort of thing over and over. But, it uh, was. You know, pretty easy to learn. So, but Ray's already got it down. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. But it was, it was good. It got the crowd going. I think that was for a bit of a pump it up. It just reminded me of Stripes. So that was, but Stripes oh, did it yes. way better. Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. Why did the chicken cross the road? Jack. Jack. Yep. Yeah. 
Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. <laughs> yep. Great scene. Stripes definitely goes downhill after that, but excellent. Mm. Robot sentries for the seminal film of the podcast, Aliens. We haven't done it yet, but we fucking love it. We saw some extra scenes in the director's cut that showed us a little bit about what Bill Paxton was shitting his pants about. Uh, did you need another scene in this film in a director's cut to tell you a little bit more about anything? No. No. Was it nearly two hours, an hour 50 it's long enough. Yeah. No, it's no. I think I don't think it. I don't think this movie drags. No. I think it's quite good. The only thing I could think of was they could have done a little bit more about the, as I said before, about the start, about the tensions in the town. They glossed over that a little bit to me, but you get the point with the team that there's obviously a lot of division between mm. not only the kids through the whole town, and that's where it comes through them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think we needed anything else. There was. Nothing really that any threads that we're, we're unsure of. So good call. Finally, why is Brad Pitt for someone that you'd like to sneak into the cemetery at Gettysburg with, get all nude and uh, do whatever happens between two nudes? Anyone from the film that's... Oh, I'm going to go first, but Tinta Washington's wife, very... Oh, a 10, a ten very, out of... Ten. Yes. Where have I seen her previously? Boogie Nights. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, Boogie right. Nights. Horse. Becky in Becky Boogie, Nights. Boogie Nights. She is really nice light eyes. Oh, she has. Gorgeous. She's yeah. stunning. Stunning. And a really so. good set of hands. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exceptional hands. hands. Yeah. Yeah. She's and she was in Boogie Nights. She's she partners Buck Swope, Don <laughs> Cheadle, Bucky Swope. <laughs> Good call. Now I think we all agree on that. That's oh, it. Agreed. Yep. Actually, I've got a two. I got a sound alike. Oh, okay. for look alike. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, sound alike. Yeah, I got, Go I got a sound alike. I'll accept so, it. Yep. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to blend a quote from the movie with a sound alike quote from something else. Because to me, as soon as I heard this is Coach Yost talking, he had the same tone and the same rhythm as someone else. And I looked at both of them talking and I went, they sound exactly the same. So I'll continue then. So here we go. This is Yoast. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. I can feel it in my plums. <laughs> Getting all swollen with a nice blue hue. Fresh and juicy and ready for the picking. Oh, yeah. I think it was the sound alike. Down in my plums. Feel the juice as it goes down my oh, the plums. I'm on top of my wife, Debbie. <laughs> I'm thrusting. So, I, so I thought that was the sound alike. I don't know if that's in quickfire. Excellent. I've got, got a sound alike. Yeah. It's a bit like, because this is Coach Boone's talk. You know, he's doing the pep talk training. We'll be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, I'll break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts and you will run a mile. Right. That's not many people know, but this is how Morgs oh. winds up for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, this is, and he came out with this other week. You drop a C-bomb, you drink a wine. <laughs> you stuff up a segment, you'll have a wine. You forget to do your song, I'll break my foot off in your ass. And then I'll drink a wine. That is uncanny. Excellent. That is unbelievable. Excellent. And I'm going to add another. You just mentioned something before about Ferris Bueller. So I think you should have the Gabrielle Coutures or the Andrea Zuckerman oldest teenager in a show. So yes. she was 29 in season one of 90210. So she was still in school when she was 32. So in this show, Wood Harris is 30. Yeah. So yeah. he's nearly 
ridiculous. He's he nearly, looks young too. He yeah. Really yeah. Young. So that's a really old teenager. So I think any sort of high school show, I think you can sort of, I think still Andrea Zuckerman will still be winning, but bloody hell. Wood Harris yeah. giving her Alan, a run. Alan Ruck in Ferris Bueller, obviously my uh, was he twenty nine? My, mm. my my kick ass credit song addressed this very fact last week. So yeah, t- totally agree, Damo. Good call. Well done. We've done one degree of Kurt Russell. Now we're moving into listen to this. G Man, take it away. So the scene in the film where they throw the brick through Coach Boone's window. In real life, it was an old toilet. That they threw, yeah. but the filmmakers Eddie. thought that uh, that would add a bit of humour to something that's supposed to be a very serious situation. Like a, a clean toilet <laughs> with a big turd in it. Yeah, I, I think it was know. a good choice by the guy. Yeah, that's a good choice by both the screenwriter and the director because you would be you would have been taken out of that scene if it's someone threw shit yeah. shit through your window. You'd yeah. piss yeah. myself. So yeah. that it, was it's a, to throw a toilet. It's a two handed throw, and you're not yeah. going to get much. It's a two person job. Yeah, it could have been. We were all, we'd all the, the three. I don't know about you, Damo, but the three of us all represented our school at shot put at the uh, at the district. So I oh, think we would have oh. been a reasonable chance to fling that affair. We all Some we of used us to at get state. We got oh, ooh, yeah. we got towed up just, by Jack Ellsgood. <laughs> some people's records still stand today. Really, well, Matthew? There you do keep that quiet. See, if that was my record, that's all we talk about every fucking podcast. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah, well done. With in primary school or high school? No, there's still some. At, there's still some at Cromer. Cromer wow. High. It was two years ago or three years ago when they sent me. He was down there and he saw it, took a photo of it, and sent it to me. Wow. Okay, you got more? No. Okay. What about uh, the real Cheryl? She actually passed at the age of 34 in 1996 from a undetected heart condition. Yeah, very sad. So she didn't, very sad. Yeah, very sad. The funny thing was that he had four four daughters. Yes. In real life, but they only depicted one and none of them ever lived with him after his wife did leave him yep. for working too hard. But then they, because she died, the others were happy to put that in. And I guess as Damo said, this was a bit of a reflection into his personality. So they made that okay, concession. So I've got a bit of a triple barrel one here. Go for so, it. So TC Williams High really did go 13-0. Yes. Nine of them being shutouts. Yes. They were never the underdogs. Nope. They were the undisputed, like, favourites in nearly every game. They actually outscored their opponents 338 to 38. Yep, they were a powerhouse. Right? Yep. And they won the championship game 27-0. Yes. A bit different to the movie. Now, in the movie, every team they face is white. Yes. That is not the case. Yes. Every school had already been in- integrated. Yep. So they were facing integrated teams as well. Yeah. So there's some massive. Well, and that's what I found why I, it sort of did sort of go down a little bit for me in just the way I thought about it. But yeah, and there were three high schools were combined yes. for one school. So it was like the Illawarra and St. George merge, whatever. So they had this gun side. They're an absolute powerhouse. And yeah, and as you said, the integration. So the civil rights was signed by Congress in 1964. So 65. This is 1971. 71, yeah. Yeah. So look, the common thing was yes, they came in with buses, sure, because they were three schools combined, and they were not this. Yeah, that team. That, Some things just were real won. though. So the where he made them all split and go on the buses. That was all. Yeah, happened. yeah. Oh, A lot look, of the stuff. Sure. Some of the stuff happened because well, but... they were all from different schools. You got three different schools. You got to then combine them, yeah. blend them. So. Yeah. But yeah, I thought they were just two key things that were artistic sort of license there. Definitely. I'm done, you go. So 
Trevor Rabin, who wrote the score, he was the former guitarist in the band Yes, the progressive rock band Yes. So between 1983 and 95, he was one of the guitarists. You know, remember, Order of a Lonely Oh, yes. Yeah. So he was in the band. But yeah, South African guy, but I just thought it was pretty cool that he was in there. But another high school football fact, this, this should be a movie. In the 1966 City Championship game, Al Bundy scored four touchdowns <laughs> while playing for Poke High, including the game-winning touchdown in the final seconds against his old nemesis, Bubba Spare Dixon. <laughs> Bubba Spare Why isn't that Dixon. a movie? And how good was his dance? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> four touchdowns in a single. Amazing. Wow. One, of the, one of the great TV quarterbacks. Yeah, Al Bundy. yeah. excellent yeah. TV show. Played. Okay, anyone got anything else? Notable quotables. G-Man, you want to go? Only kin's allowed in here. Alice, are you blind? Don't you see the family resemblance? That's my brother. Absolutely. That, that That's when you you could start to feel it in the older heartstrings yep. there. Yep. You're just like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Anyone got anything else? I got one that was at the start of the movie. When Blue starts singing, when they first sit on the bus and Blue starts singing, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. And Julius goes. I don't even know the words. Julius goes, shut up. I don't want to see you smiling and snuffing and hear your minstrel show singing on this bus. <laughs> and then you hear Bertie go, got that right. He goes, you can shut up too. <laughs> yeah, top line, Bondi. <laughs> yeah. No, and Yost did. He said, you know, you taught the city to trust the soul of a man and not the look of a man. Just a nice yeah. thing. But I, not a quote, but that sign, remember they, they're in the restaurant, they wrote, Titans eat free. Yeah. And so they all went there, stuffed their faces. It was like tight. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of that sign. Yeah. They, yeah. No they longer, get scrubbed out. Yeah. It's yeah. off the board. Sorry. That's no longer a promotion. Yeah. It lasted like one hour. What about the last words of the movie? People say that it can't work. Black and white. Here we make it work every day. We still have our disagreements, of course. But before we reach for hate, always, we remember the Titans. <laughs> You gotta that love is a, some cheese. You gotta yeah. love a movie that works the title of the movie yeah. into it, like it's corn fed. Yep. And he's getting beat like he stole something, Mister Barsley. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. That's Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. And Cheryl again. Cheryl again. In Virginia, high school football is a way of life. It's bigger than Christmas Day. My daddy coached in Alexandria. He worked so hard, my mama left him, but I stayed with coach. He needed me on that field. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously there's the, uh, are your parents here? There's my mother. Good. Now you take a look at her. Because once you step on that bus, you ain't got your mama no more. You got your brothers on the team. And you got your daddy. You know who your daddy is, don't you? Gary, if you want to play on this football team, you answer me when I ask you who your daddy is. Who's your daddy, Gary? Who was your daddy? He was looking a bit embarrassed there, wasn't he, old yeah. Gary? Yeah, it was good. Very I good. I thought the, the mama jokes were good in the locker room as too. It was yes. obviously the Ethan Suppleys. When he yeah. comes in, he's done his back. That was, that was very that was good. That was good. Yeah. That, that just really, yeah, created just that friendship, that, that group. Like they can take, that's what friends do, bag the shit out of each other. Of Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Film school for F-wits. Take yes, it's. Yeah, look, you've touched on the theme of film school for F-wits this week, but it's, I wanted to take a look at historically inaccurate movies based on true stories because you've, there's 
a lot about this film. I So much so that I'm not exactly sure what the screenwriter and director saw about this particular story that they wanted to turn into film because it's all complete bullshit. So the T.C. Williams High School, Damo touched on it, it was actually an amalgamation of three massive high schools. They had 4,500 students wow, at this school. Wow, big pool. Yeah, I can't like that doesn't equate to anything in Australia. Like the biggest schools maybe have sixteen hundred at yeah. at a school campus in Australia. PB, but PBC here's got three and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, I beg yeah, your pardon. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There Palm you Beach go. So, yep. yep. So there are some big schools, but the, it was also the, the film was set in nineteen seventy one. TC Williams High School was segregated. Sorry, was integrated in nineteen sixty five, as Damo said after the the Congress passed the the laws. So. So much so, and Boone, he wasn't some, like, they got his asshole bits right, but he wasn't some inspiring coach. Apparently, he was an absolute fuckwit the whole time. So, and he's he's since reinvented himself on the speaker's circuit as himself playing Denzel Washington, playing himself. So, he's modelled himself on what Denzel did with the character, and there's a a historian (laughs) that actually played on the 1971 team that still lives in Alexandra that goes out of his way to send information to all of the the mobs that, that pick him up as a speaker. Like Collie often, often get Herman Boone as a graduation night speech for him to come in, and he'll send an info pack just telling the truth about this guy because he was such a, a fuckwit. And he actually got fired in 1976 because the uh, students all revolted and said, no, we just can't deal with it. This guy's cancer. Abusive. So, yeah, so it, it, look, it made me think, how many other films do we love as labelled as true stories that perhaps skirt the truth somewhat? So the first one was, that I looked at was Pocahontas. So uh, obviously another Disney film, but about an English settler exploring the new world and falls in love with a young Native American woman called Pocahontas. So that's all good, except the real Pocahontas wasn't called Pocahontas. She was called Amanutu or Matuaka. And she was actually 10 years old when John Smith (laughs) came through in 1607. So fuck knows where they got that particular story, but massively creepy when you realise that it was completely made up and completely inappropriate and not based on reality at all. So something, though, that we've seen a bit more recently was Argo, So, which I thought was an excellent movie, very enjoyable. It was basically about a a ludicrous plot to get a whole heap of hostages out of Iran that were were staying in the Canadian embassy. They were, sorry, hiding out in the Canadian embassy in Iran. And there was this convoluted plot to pretend that there was a film crew going in to do a documentary and that they'd sneak them out that way. And basically it played the Canadians as not much more than a dwelling for the, for these guys to hide in. But in the actual instance, it was the Canadians that did a lot of the, the spy work and spy craft to get these guys out and smuggled in the air tickets and got them in their documents and did a whole heap of the the heavy lifting, if you will. It wasn't it wasn't Ben Affleck and his his fake film crew that, that that got these guys out. So I thought that I really did you guys like Argo? Argo's a great movie, but the yeah. the whole airport scene at the end never happened. No, that and sorry, they did obviously went out through an airport, but they hopped on the plane and they got on their flight and they got the fuck out. And nothing yeah. actually prevented them from getting through. So obviously that doesn't make it you know, films that we watch aren't in Happy Valley where the happy people have a happy time. There needs to be some conflict for us to be interested and so you you can side with the screenwriter in that case. But yeah, interesting that they found that as the source material for a movie. Cool runnings. 
the the obviously Jamaican bobsled team. So carried on like they'd never seen snow before, but were actually quite prevalent in the snow sports industry and were just because. The, as you would know, as former athletes like me, the the main bit about bobsled is just being a power a power athlete and take off at the beginning. That's yeah. it. That's it. So it's a, it's all about speed and power and then tuck. And, and then tuck and the rest is pretty much the driver does have some skills, but everyone else is just hanging the fuck on. So uh, yeah, not no. Although John Candy and that I thought was was excellent. So definitely definitely worth a revisit if you haven't seen it seen it in some time. Other films that we looked at now, Braveheart, like obviously that was definitely all skewed towards making William Wallace look like he was nothing more than a freedom fighter for his beloved Scotland. But the timeline and sequence of events don't make any historical sense whatsoever. So if you if you go in and pick it apart, it just it jumps over like a 70-year time frame. So it's a, it's just a made-up storyline, essentially. That And the blue face paint and kilts, which are a mainstay of that film, and one that you remember, that, that weren't even worn by the Scottish. So it's something that was completely made up. So, but they didn't uh, wear de- kilts. This is it. The kilt, like everything was essentially just tailored to what we know as Scottish culture, not actually what yeah. was happening back there in, in 1286. More recently, though, we talked. I don't know. We talked about Armadeus the other week with Tom Hulse. Tom Hulse, yeah. Yeah. So talked about an alleged rivalry with with two composers, Mozart being one of them, of course. Completely made up. Didn't happen. They didn't give a shit about each other, and certainly weren't in a feud. Um, and then I guess we'll end on one, but one that a film that we all love is Fargo. So the start of Fargo is really interesting because it just states that this that this story, this is a true story about a, sorry, this is entirely based on a true story. But if you ask the Coen brothers, that it actually is completely made up. So the only thing that is true in that is that it is a story. That's the only true matter of fact in that complete statement. Wow. So it completely made up to, just for creative license. They decided to call it a true story, even though it was just a farcical romp made up by themselves. So, yeah, look, I mean... The, remember, the Titans certainly isn't Robinson Crusoe in being inaccurate, but the films like The Revenant, A Beautiful Mind, are the, the blind side. So Michael Orr, he could play football in the the Sandra Bullock film, which I, another Disneyfied film, which is excellent, but wasn't wasn't actually anchored in reality at all to how Michael Orr was was discovered and certainly very different to what was portrayed in that Oscar winning film. So Hollywood does have a lot of fun with these stories, but the screenwriters are definitely giving a given a lot of leeway to create all of the drama they need to make it interesting. Allah remember the times. It's false advertising, you know, to say this is even based on true story this is a true story. Like it's not. It's, it's yeah. a quiz, but the characters. But then if you change it all, it's just a fictional story. So this t- Titanic, I know you, we talked about it a bit before, and why do you, yeah, you, you enjoyed it? It did sink, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But oh. the there's one of the crew on there that shoots himself in the head and is p- portrayed as a bit of a dickhead at the end. So he, he kicks off the boats and jumps in front of the women and children. He's a bit of real Jason Alexander character in the film. So yeah, his family, 
actually blew up Deluxe because it was later proven he was actually a hero and saved hundreds of people yeah. from the, from that particular, and they used his and likeness in the movie. So it can be obviously really damaging to people that do understand, and that's why there's so much. If you look on the line about Remember the Titans, there's just a plethora of in-depth analysis of the fact that it was complete bullshit. Well done, Dan. Another quality film school for F-Wits. Now we are moving into Stan Bush kick-ass credit song. I believe Gow is on the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to this one. Have you got your drumsticks? I didn't bring the drumsticks. I don't need them. I'm not going to break out. Although it really this, it added to it. I made This is a rock song in the true sense of like it's a kick-ass credit song, but it did come to me as a ballad. Yeah, because you I, did talk I about it being with about you guys later. Okay. This is the multi-talent that you have. No, the song came in and then I changed it. Oh, I, didn't ch- I just changed the beat. Here we go. It's called Vibes. Vibes? Yeah. Like it. Spring training and they're playing in Virginia heat. There's trouble within the races. It seems they can never beat. The team is divided. Their value's not all the same. It stretches right across the whole damn town. They may not win a game. But now it seems they may all get past all those racial jibes. Because Jules and Vertier have got those best bro vibes. And even Coach Yost can go swallow his pride. And let's co- let Coach Boone help his defensive side. Best bro, best bro, best bro vibes. Superman and DJ can heal the warring tribes. Best bro, best bro, best bro vibes. Even Yost is going to stand up to those Hall of Fame bribes. Jerry's stuck in hospital, wouldn't even see his mother. Said to the nurse, are you blind? Can't you see? That's my brother. Now behind at the half, how can they break the final curse? With a fake 23 blast and a backside judge reverse. Best bro, best bro, best bro vibes. Left side is the strong side and the whole team subscribes. Best bro, best bro, best bro vibes. Superman and DJ, they're two special guys. Oh, G-Man. Oh, we have to go out on best bro, best bro, best yeah. bro vibes. Yeah, we do actually. We have to go. We're singing out. Yeah, we're singing out tonight. That is definitely okay. a well done, worthy song. Gal, Gal okay. one question. Remembering back a few, about 60 episodes ago when we talked about the rules for <laughs> Kick-Ass <laughs> Credit Song. Two choruses, we talked about one verses. verse. Yeah, one, no, one verse, one chorus. Thoughts on those rules? Oh, mate, I tell you, I wrote that song. That's the quickest I've ever written one. Honestly, it's, 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 it came to me. Mozart it was style. very Do catchy. We, okay, star of the show. Who you got, Gal? Star of the show for me is going to be the best bros. Yep. The character up between those Excellent. two. Did really enjoy yep. that. Really think it, it is sets the tone for the whole movie. Yep. Those, those two are really good in this movie. They are. What about you, Damo? I'm going Denzel, but I would go that exactly like Bertier and Julius. But yeah, Denzel for sure. Dan, what you got? I'm going to go on a limb here and give it to Hayden Panettiere. It's I totally agree too. That's, yeah, I, I, great. On the revisit, we all know my loathing of the talent lack thereof of child actors in some nations around the world, including our homeland, Australia. But she was a pivotal character in this, held her own against all these adult actors, was funny as fuck and yep. nailed the timing of everything. Well played, young lady. I thought you were superb. I'm with you, Dan. I'm going Hayden oh, Panettiere. Wow. I think that she steals the show out of very, very good performances. Yeah. I think that Julius and Bertier are key, and Denzel's always good. Big white teeth. Yeah. But Hayden Panettiere for me. Well done. Okay. Now, let's remember the rank bank. 
So this week we've got a few to choose from. I'd love to get some feedback. We've got awful hair extensions. Oh, yeah. We've got OTT nine-year-old daughters. Yeah, not bad. Odd couples, as in Julius and Bertier. Oh, that was that was what I got early on when they all got on the bus. That's all I could think of was the odd couple. Terrible soul singers. None of them knew the words. Saccharin stereotypings. Hippie quarterbacks. Sunshine. Anything else? I thought of your mum jokes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anything, anyone? Or your mama. Your mamas? Your um, mama jokes. Your Did mama you say jokes. Strong sides? Strong sides? Could be left yeah, side. could be strong, strong sides. Side. Oh, actually, I don't mind strong sides. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay, then. Dan, we're going to start with you up there on the land. How many strong sides are you giving Remember the Titans? Yeah, I always like this film. Can go back to it. It's an easy watch. Obviously, it doesn't tax your brain terribly hard. But it was three and a half strong sides for me. I'd watch it again. Don't have to Marie Kondo that shit. Thank you. Remember the Titans. Okay, played. Damo, how many strong sides you got? I think it's a bloody good movie. The only thing, yeah, is the fact that when I found out that it wasn't as true as what it was supposed to be. But I think it's an awesome movie. It's inspirational. You feel good. The denouement is fantastic. Good denouement. I'm giving it a four. Four. Four strong sides for It's Dan, one of my favourite sports movies, I think. Yeah, it is. I've only seen it twice. Yeah. Okay, big call. <laughs> that is 12 to yeah, mere 12. mortals. T-Man, how many strong sides? I really enjoyed this rewatch. One of the, one of the one of my favourite rewatches. It's a great, powerful movie. And as Morg said, you can always put it on. It's entertaining. You can keep rewatching it. I'm going to give it 4.25. Wow. G-Banger. Strong sides. G-Manudis. Okay. 4.25 strong sides. I, Morgs, you and I are in sync here. Uh, I enjoyed this movie, but I found it to be just too disney for me on this rewatch. I would have had this much higher. My discerning eye now, re- reviewing movies with Born to Watch, it's a 3.5 strong sides. G-Man, how are you going with the spreadsheet tonight? Yeah, spreadsheet sucks. <laughs> so, we're out. where does this one sit in the rank bank? Okay. This is taking us to 3.81 strong sides, right below taken at 3.83 particular set of skills. <laughs> and above 3.67, how do you say it? The Avatar one? It's Avatar. Oh, scout, scout, no, there's scout. one above that, Gail. There's one above that. Scouts. Oh, sorry, there is two. And there's something about Mary. Sorry, 3.68 francs and beans. And in honour, today the day we're recording is Keith David's birthday. Is it? Yes, Franks oh, and Beans. Yeah. How'd you get the Franks or the Beans? How'd you get the Beans over the Franks? But that, but that puts <laughs> us into number. That movie brings us into number thirty-one. Okay, thirty-one on the list. Yeah, very nice. I think that sits well. Sitting somewhere just in below the middle, which is about where I think this is in the rank bank. Good episode, boys. A foursome. Sometimes it can be very difficult to manage a foursome, but we've done it okay. But if you loved, remember the Titans. What are you going to watch, Emma? I'm going to say stand and deliver. With Mr. Escalante, because it's the same thing. Lou Diamond Phillips, but it's yeah. a maths. It's a movie about high school maths, and right. they're a bunch of yeah, the misfits. But they, Mr. Escalante, who was Hector, what's his name? Hector Ed, Elizondo. Ed, no, Edward James Olmos. Edward, ah, old shotgun, yes. number yeah. one Hollywood shotgun. He is number one Hollywood uh, shotgun. And he uh, and he taught them maths, and the school became prolific and in maths because the way that they learnt to study and apply themselves. It was an amazingly inspirational movie. Okay. Dan, what do you got? Oh, look, there's surprisingly a lot of disney 
gridiron films that are excellent. And one of them that we all enjoy is that, that steps up from high school football, but doesn't quite go to the NFL, stays in into college football. And that's Rudy at Notre yeah, Dame one. starring Sean Astin. What a great flick. I haven't seen that in a while, but... On, upon watching Remember the Titans, thought fondly of it and thought, yeah, I'd, I'll check that. I'll probably show the girls that one soon. Another inspirational, definitely takes liberties with the truth once you do a little bit of investigation into it. But yeah, great flick. Thoroughly recommended UF Wits. Yeah, good choice. I'm going with Varsity Blues. Oh, Vanderbeek. Yeah, James Vanderbeek, massive forward. James Vanderbeek, John Voigt, Paul Walker, RIP. Do you know uh, who Kahn. loves this movie? Scott Kahn. Ali, Ali Lata yep. does the bikini, the bikini, the whipped cream the whip, bikini. Yep. Great high school footy movie. Really enjoy it. Good fun. Saw it at the movies. I've revisited it every now and again. It's Paul still Walker, good fun. Huh? I, I yeah. really like yeah. that, Varsity yeah. Blues. It's a good movie. You know the one I was thinking of, which I thought was Varsity Blues, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, the movie. Great, Billy Bob. Yeah. Similar. Very yeah. And Lucas Black, movie. yeah. Similar, yeah. That's yeah. why I was thinking it was Varsity Blues. But yes. yeah. Yeah. Great movie. So there you go, Gail. Well done. Okay, that's it. For this episode of Born to Watch, thanks for remembering the Titans with us. Now, next week we've got we're dipping into the comedy realm, and it's a funny one. A bit of Aussie blood in it, wedding crashes. Yeah, looking forward to rewatching that one. I've watched this one quite a bit. Will Ferrell has an amazing cameo oh, in this one. That's right. He's a funeral crasher. He's yeah. a funeral yeah. crasher. Yeah, but very good. So. Get your homework in, wedding crashes it is. Daniel, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Sorry I was late, boys. I'll try and get my chores done a bit earlier next time. Thank you. G-Man, thank you. Peace out, everyone. Great episode. Damo, another quality episode from you? Yep. Good fun. Let's hit the showers. (laughs) And from now, it's bye from me with those. Best bro, best bro, best, 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 best bro, best bro, best bro, Superman, a DJ, can heal the warring tribes. Best bro. Best bro, best bro, best bro, vibes. You're about a second behind. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.